Good to see all your smiling faces today. I had a, a pastor phone me yesterday, and he said that there's a, a family been attending their church for uh, six or seven months, and he is putting them in charge of hospitality ministry. And he asked, he said, uh, point blank, he said, what's the friendliest church that, uh, that uh, this couple had ever visited? And the man said, without hesitation, Orchardville Church, friendliest church we've ever had. And this pastor said, well, that's certainly uh, uh, not by uh, chance that they work on that. And he said, you could tell it. He said, from the time even before we got in the building, people were uh, talking to us. And once we got in the building, had any questions, they knew, took us where, where we should go. And so for all of you that make that happen, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Let me have on the screen, please. We are uh, never stop improving. This is what uh, Lowe's is doing for this year, and I've copied before off of Lowe's on let's build something together. We did that a few years back, and uh, last week was the one-word title was Tears. Uh, today, the one-word title will be Determination. Now, I'm still getting cards, and this is really a good thing. And I'm going to take time to read a few, and I, again, apologize, I can't read all of them. Uh, this is here from Frank and Joy. Uh, Mark and Kay, I know we don't say it near enough, but we hope our action shows you both how much uh, this church means to us. We are so thankful we brought our family here 20 years ago. That seems hard to imagine. First time I officially met Joy was at a Walmart, her and Frank, and I don't think she once looked at me. She looked at the floor the whole time. As... Now she thinks she can tell me what to do. <laughs> We're just trusting in God that he knows the whole plan. Nothing surprises him. Love and blessings, Frank and Joy. Also, uh, this, I believe, is from Brenda Belangi. Her name's not on it, but I think it was. Grateful for you both. I'm praying for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in this hour of the church. And for 15 years added to your life, Mark, um, that goes to something else. This past week, I talked to Becky Couch, who is the mother of Rebecca West. And Rebecca is the leader of the, of the kids' church at, at Fairfield. And she was teaching in, her, in, her, um, in the OC Kids, kids Club that... Uh, but there was a man in the Bible that prayed, and, and God added 15 years to his life. And who was that? And uh, one, of those, uh, one of those Hickok boys spoke up and said, that was Pastor Mark. <laughs> so I like, how that, I like how that kid thinks. And got another one here. Oh. To, to help you feel better, didn't know which uh, get well gift you'd like best, a bouquet of flowers or chicken soup. So here's a bouquet of chickens. <laughs> Pastor Mark, sorry about this crazy card, but I opted for cheesy and silly over sweet and sappy. I know that I tell you over and over that we're praying for you, but I'll go ahead and tell you again. We're always praying for you and Kay. Thank you both for being such wonderful examples of what faith and trusting in God looks like, even during your own storm. Uh, you continue to be such a blessing and inspiration to those around you. We love you in case so much. 
I love Troy and Sean Kirby. So uh, thanks again for all the great cards. I want to read the scriptures, and then I have one more thing that I want to read that I thought was fabulous, and I got this about two months ago, and then seen them at Mount Vernon on an occasion and told them that um, I was definitely going to use this uh, in a sermon. So 2 Corinthians, are you there? You need your Bible. One of my heroes of the faith is Paul. And Paul did not have an easy time of it from time to time. As you read this, you can see. 2 Corinthians 11, starting with verse 22. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool, he says. I am more. In labors more abundant. In stripes above measure. In prisons more often. In death oftentimes. Of the Jewish people five times I have received 49 stripes. Three times I've been beaten with brass rods. Once I was stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I've been in the deep. This is Paul we're talking about. The guy that's in the stained glass windows of many churches. In journeyings often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils by my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger, thirst, fastings often, in cold and nakedness. Besides all of those things that are without, there are those that come upon me daily. And then he says these words. The care of all the churches. It took a heavy hitter that God had to find to be able to put in charge to care for all the churches. A weak-kneed, limp-wristed sissy guy couldn't have done this. Somebody with frills on their underwear would have never been able to, to do this. God had to take a man that had been through the fire. This is why I'm such a huge fan of Abraham Lincoln. His whole life got him prepared for to get us through the Civil War. Because it could not have been a nandy-pamby personality to have got us through that struggle. It had to be somebody that had true grit. 2 Corinthians, one more verse. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. And we'll get to the word here. Verse 1. But I determined this within my own self. And that's where really it gets right down to it. You're either going to determine or not. And Paul said, I determined this is what my life, I'm going to amount to something. I determined it. I did, didn't let somebody else make up my mind for me. I determined it. Father, take the words that we're going to speak, and I'm believing, God, it will be help 
and even health to those that's here in Jesus' name. Amen. I got this from Co- uh, Kirby and Joanne Adams uh, just a, a few, probably a month and a half ago. A mighty wind blew night and day. It stole the oak tree's leaves away, then snapped its limbs and pulled its bark until the oak was tired and stark. But still the oak tree held its ground while all other trees fell all around. The weary wind gave up and spoke and said, how can you be standing, oak? The oak tree said, I know that you can break each branch of mine in two, carry every leaf away, shake my limbs and make me sway. But I have roots stretched in the earth, growing stronger since my birth. You'll never touch them for you see, they are the deepest part of me. Until today I wasn't sure of just how much I could endure. But now I've found with thanks to you, I'm stronger than I ever knew. I really like that. I really like that. And now concerning the ushers earlier, uh, here's what I'm, my point, and I, I've heard this recently and it aggravates me. It really aggravates me when I can't do anything about it over at Centralia or Fairfield because I'm right here, but uh, I can certainly uh, bark about it when I feel it needs to be barked about. Any, and I, this is for the young people because this is where I've been hearing it. Any young person, it is ridiculous that you cannot sit there and listen and pay attention for me to preach 25 to 30 minutes and then at altar service be given and not act right. If you're, if you're going to act like you're nine years old, whether through the preaching or through an altar service, I'm going to have one of the ushers come over and sit right by you. And if that don't work, then I'm going to have you sit by your parents. Because here, adults, I'm just, I got a little bit of time. I'm trying to help your kids. I'm not trying to undermine anybody here. I'm not trying to hurt anybody here. And I think it's just a, some just good old fashioned uh, uh, respect will go a long way. And you ought to be able to sit up. And, and pay attention at least for an hour for the whole service. I think you can do that. I mean, I, I honestly, I mean, for a church like this, that everything that we try to do for the young people, and they're going to be obstinate and act like, but they don't care. I, I, I honestly think you're headed for trouble. Good grief. You know, we try to go out of our way and do different things. And if it's just you're going to clown around and laugh and talk and and not pay attention, I think it is ridiculous. We are not a perfect church, but we are a good church and we are trying to help. And man, I don't know if you can't get plugged in here. It really concerns me. It does. It does. The family moved from Kansas to West Virginia. And how many have ever been to Kansas? Somebody drove Ray Charles through Kansas years ago, and when he got on the other side, he was a white man. It so <laughs> stole all the soul from him. <clears throat> but they went to Virginia, and, and the, the, the little girl, she was uh, down in the mouth about it, saying, Man, the bumps, there's just bumps everywhere and there's hills everywhere. And I'm just wore out about this and the bumps. And, and her older brother said, no, sis, the bumps are what you climb on. 
Yeah. The bumps are what you climb on. That makes it exciting. The bumps will help you get to where you want to go. That's why I read all that with Paul. Those were bumps in his life that got him to the next level. And listen, the only way you can rise up and go to another level is there's got to be some steps that you're going to have to ascend to get you to the next level. Oh, no, I want it. I want it peachy keen and everything easy. And it's just a, I, I listen to the news and, and there are some things that's troubling to me. I mean, in Bristol, Connecticut, a preteen was sitting in the car for 30 minutes and someone seen that. <gasps> 11 years old, sitting in the car. Call the SWAT team. Call the SWAT team. You know, and I'm not for laying any baby in a car, but a preteen? Man, if we go along this measure, we're just going to be raising just a bunch of wimps. Gosh. How many remembers when you went on vacation years ago and you was a little kid and you slept in the back window while your mom and dad drank? Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, every, every playground had concrete in the jungle gym and if you got hurt and hit your head, well, you, well, you, you should have known better. You know, we want to smooth out every bump. We want to smooth out every way and make it just as easy as easy can be. And every adult here knows the very bumps and troubles and troubles and trials that has got you along the way where you are currently at. Part of that is because of the trouble that you had in your life. Oh, but no, let's smooth out every bump for little Susie. All right, I got to get off of that. <laughs> and I see it in ministry. People that want the easy path, they very seldom do anything in a long gold effort. Because, well, I thought this was going to be easy. And you don't read that in the Bible. In prisons, often, Paul said, you, you figure that up, he received 195 stripes on his back. In wearyings often, in pain often, in hunger, thirst, fasting, cold, nakedness, and then I've got the care of all the churches. Yeah, but I've got a hangnail preacher and I can't make it today. I've been pastoring for 26 years. And it's incredible how they can be eight people in a family, one kid with a snotty nose, and all the family members got to stay home and wipe that one kid's snotty nose. <laughs> you know, the little girl saw the stumbling block, and, the little, and, the, and her older brother saw the stepping stone. And it's what, what you're going to do. The bumps are what you climb on. And I add this to it. The bumps is the only way that you can climb. We went to Centralia, and for whatever reason, I had in my mind, we're going to walk over there and find us a building. We looked through five or six buildings, nothing worked. Here's what I had people telling me. 
you may be getting getting ahead. You may be getting ahead of God here. I mean, if God wants a church over there, I mean, it might be. Uh, looks like it'd be a little bit easier than. You know what the Bible says? Jesus endured the cross. There's got to be some endurance sometimes. And I'll grant you, I bet St. Trey is glad right now that I didn't listen to the naysayers and the poo-pooers poo-pooing everything we were trying to do. Guess what? I learned something. We went to Fairfield Branch. Four or five places we looked at. And I'm thinking, well, you know, there's a pattern here. I was expecting to be easier over there. And then I get to Fairfield and thought, well, you know, chances are, it might be a little bit difficult. Guess what? It was. And then I'd go to deacon meeting and finance team meetings. And didn't get any easier there. Because, come on, preacher, where are these buildings at? What are we going to do? What are we going to have to do? And then it was like, where are we getting the money? And it's like, oh, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. I said, oh, I know where... Church, church you got the money. You just got to get it out of their billfold, and then we'll, we'll, we'll go on. You remember Paul's life. Remember Jesus' life. For consider Jesus because he endured. I was south of Keynes making a visit down there. Never forget it. It's during the Centralia thing, trying to find a building. And I hadn't realized it, but I'd picked up a, I'd picked up a rider. And I'm traveling south, and I know right where I was at. And I listened to that rider in my in my ear for about 15 minutes, until I finally stopped my truck. The only thing that I like that's remote, I, re, I did my remote control window on my passenger side and let that down. And I said, devil, get out! <laughs> and I continued my little trip. Because the enemy wants to stop whatever God wants to try to get going. And if he can't stop you through a, a person, he'll try to stop you through your own mind. He'll try to stop you through your own negativity or whatever it is. Look at the life of Joseph. Joseph became second only to Pharaoh. And the reason why? The bumps was what he climbed on. He was determined. Let me give you this list. He was hated by his own brothers. Not disliked, hated. Not just hated, sold into slavery by his own brothers. All of them said, let's kill him. And Judah, being the true Jewish of the bunch, said, no, let's sell him. <laughs> and sold him into slavery. Falsely accused thrown into prison for 12 years. And God elevated him in a day. 
in a day. You name any great man or a woman that you can think of, they've made a choice. They've made a choice either to have things be a stumbling block or be a stepping stone in their life. John Bunyan, who wrote the great book, Pilgrim's Progress, again, another man who spent 12 years in prison. And during the course of that time, would take the, the stopper the, the, that they put on top of the milk bottle that he brought in, that they brought in every day, and every kind of paper and thing that he could find. And he wrote and kept a journal of what he was going through. And at the end of 12 years, he carried that pack of papers out with him. And that book is, has been sold second only to the Bible of any book ever in, in human history. And more times than, than, than one, his daughter would get blind, a little black uh, raven-headed girl who was blind from birth would come and visit her dad and say, Dad, the, the authority said if you wouldn't preach at Bedford a Square, they'll let you out of prison. And that man with every ounce of courage in him said, Honey, if they let me out of jail today, tomorrow I'll be at Bedford Square preaching. And they kept him in there for 12 years. Determination is what that was. And that guy couldn't see the full picture of what God was doing. But God was going to use that man to write that book. Sometimes quit looks good. Can I get a witness on that? You better know it. It's not fun to have people talk about you. It's not fun to have people uh, say things that you know in your heart was not right. Sometimes quit looks good. I know within the Assemblies of God organization, the number one day that they have of people online uh, putting in resumes and whatever, sending them to other churches, do you know what day that would be? Monday. <laughs> Yeah, Monday. Monday, more than all the other days combined. Because Sunday's been a tough day, and they just think, well, you know, the field, it looks somewhere else better, and I'll just go somewhere else. But longevity plus integrity equals credibility. And you really, you can't short-circuit that. Anything that's going to get done for God, there's going to have to be some time that's going to have to be put in on that. That's true. Talented people, I've seen talented people, and sometimes it don't work. It fizzle out. I've seen charismatic people, sometimes it don't work if they fizzle out. I see good-looking people, sometimes it don't work. Now, in my case, it worked great, but other than that. <laughs> but again, sometimes quit looks real good. You know, when the world doubts you, it's one thing. But boy, when the church doubts you, that's another thing. That's another thing. Sometimes quit looks good. I've got a dictionary there at the house, and I've taken the word quit, and I just took my ink pen, and I just I marked that out. I just marked that word out. Because I don't, uh, there's a lot of things I don't have going for me. Stratton told me years ago, if you had a full head of hair and a good set of teeth, you could go places. That's what he told me. So I don't have neither one of them. I've got cancer and I still gain weight and people still looking at me, shaking their head on that one. 
I can't hear in this ear after running the jackhammer dowser for five years. And the list goes on and on, and you don't, it ain't none of your business what <laughs> the rest of everything is. But I ain't got no quit. Thank you, thank you. I ain't got no quit. I'm going to keep on trying. I'm going to keep on shooting. Uh, Benny Greenwalt told me, and there's no telling how many hundreds of basketball players he coached, but he said, Mark, in all my coaching career, I never seen anybody like to shoot better than you. <laughs> now, he didn't say I was a good shot. He said, yeah. <laughs> uh, the farmer's mule fell in the well and he really didn't quite know what to do about it and he talked to some other farmers and they said well I don't know maybe throw some trash on it so he took his trash and he threw, on the, he threw it down in the well and and that old mule, it just shake that trash off and just stomp it down. And he'd rise up a little bit more. And that farmer looked at that, told his boy, he said, go get some more trash. And they got some more trash and he threw it right on top of that mule. And that, well, that mule just shake that off. And, and he'd just stomp it down. He'd rise. Well, he started making phone calls to all the various farmers. Here all the farmers came. Man, they just started throwing their trash down there. And boy, he'd just shake it off and snuff her down and rise up. Every farmer in the county showed up. I mean, they was throwing it. And before the day was over with, that thing had shuck it off and had stomped it down to where it was tall enough that it was able to jump right out of that well. That's determination. That's determination because there's always going to be somebody willing to rain on your parade. There's always going to be somebody willing to throw trash on your head. Determination. Thank God. Dr. Livingston, I presume. Dr. Livingston is buried in Westminster Abbey. His heart is buried in Africa. Because after giving decades of his life, when he passed away, the London authorities came to get his body and to bring it back to state. But the chief had another idea. And in the middle of the night, him and, a, and two other warriors snuck into the little tent to where Livingston's body was there and they cut his heart out and buried it in Africa. And what a difference that one guy made for that country. That's what God looks for is determination. Determination. I've seen it in this church for over two decades that we've been here, there were people that are just determined. Boy, I'll take that every day. I'll take that every day. Whatever the job is, they're determined. 
that they can do the job and get it done. I'll take that every day. And if you're not up to it, ask God to help you with that. See, I'm not asking, and I know this. Not everybody's Paul. Not everybody's Billy Graham. Not everybody bats in that league. But I do believe everybody can be determined. And there are no small jobs in this church. Everybody's job is so, so important. For the man that told the pastor in Effingham from even before I walked in the building, people were talking to me and smiling. And when I walked in the building, they were offering me a handshake and telling me which direction that I needed to go. And every job is important. And thank you for taking up that cause. Bow your heads, please. Father, so thankful for once again you giving me the strength to do what you've called me to do. And Lord, I do know that there are times that it would have looked good to quit in some people. But God, help us to banish that thought There are people out there to win. There are people out there that we can help. And your man, Paul, said, I determined this within myself. I made up my mind. I've made up my mind. I have made up my mind. Thank you for that. Put that spirit Put that determination in us all. Amen. Let's all stand. Come on, if you have a, a need for prayer, or and I want to couple this as well with Israel. This would be a great time to spend some time in prayer for that blessed country and those blessed people. Come on as they sing.
It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.